You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and solid movie recommendations for whatever ails you. Please note, we are not real therapists, we are not doctors, but we are movie critics. And Kristen, you've dispensed plenty of advice over the years on your two other podcasts, By the Book, and also We Love You and So Can You. I have. And Rafer, you're not new to this advice arena either. No, that's right. Uh, a little over 10 years ago, you and I launched our first podcast, Movie Date for WNYC. And Movie Therapy was one of our most popular segments on the show. And in recent weeks, with the world in lockdown, uh, our old listeners have been reaching out and asking us to bring back Movie Therapy. And so that's what we're doing here. Yes, we are. And Rafer, I am... So excited to be hosting with you again. Me too, Kristen. Back in the days when we used to host Movie Date, it really was like the highlight of my week every week. So it's so fun to be back together again. And um, before we start, though, just a word to everybody listening. Rafer and I are thinking about you. We know it's a tough time, but we know we're all going to get through this. We're going to get to the other side. And until then, we are here for you. All right, Rafer, should we get to our first letter? Yes. Our first letter is from Jessica, and this is one that I think uh, a lot of people can relate to. Here's what she says. Dear Rafer and Kristen, I'm usually one of those people who is constantly doing or making things. I wake up and go to an exercise class, then go to work, then go out with friends, then come home and crochet or craft or bake. On the weekend, I usually have volunteer work, my book club, gardening, and other activities, but lately, I just can't seem to motivate myself to do anything. It makes no sense. On lockdown, I now have more time than ever to do all the things I love, but when I try to do them, I feel no joy. What advice and movie prescription do you have for me? Oh, Jessica, oh, yeah, a lot of people I know feel this way. I know so many people who feel this way right now. Like, I should be more productive than ever. Uh, I have so many things I've wanted to get to, and now I have the time. But I just want to say, 
I don't think that's how we should be thinking about this, Jessica. I think that we are in a state of mourning. This is not something that any of us chose. It was pushed upon us. There are people who are sick. There are people who are dying. We are missing out on the things that bring us the most joy as social creatures, which, you know, is being around other people. So it's natural, I think, to feel a little bit joyless right now. It's okay that you're not feeling top notch and super motivated and super productive. I know that I know that I'm not. How about you, Rafer? No, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, you know, I had this list of things that I felt like I should be doing. I should be, you know, working on a screenplay, my little amateur screenplay, or maybe I'll write that novel, or uh, I sometimes draw uh, comic books for my kids, and I've always been meaning to do another one, and I should do that and break out the old light board and the tracing paper again, or maybe I should read all those books that are piled up on my nightstand, and I've done literally none of that. And I have to say, I'm actually kind of proud of it, because I just decided... I'm just going to give myself a break. I'm not going to try to do all those things, force all that stuff into my already strangely busy day here in the in the shutdown with a job and two kids and a wife and a relationship to try to uphold and all this stuff. I just decided, you know, if I don't get around to those things, that's just going to have to be okay. And I feel a lot better about it, frankly. Oh, that's so good. So you just let yourself off the hook. You didn't. I pretty much did. <laughs> I think that's what we all need to do right now. There's no need to feel like we need to be more productive than ever. Now is not the time to think like, I'm going to make the most of my lockdown. I just don't think right. that, you know, I mean, if you're somebody who gets something out of that, go ahead and do it. But I don't think it's a standard sure. that the rest of us should feel we should have to do. So. Right. I completely agree. We feel your pain, Jessica. But what about movie prescriptions. What are we going to prescribe to Jessica? So I have a somewhat offbeat prescription for Jessica. It's called Marwin Call from 2010. If it's familiar to you, Kristen, you may remember a movie called Welcome to Marwin from about two years ago, starring Steve Carell, Leslie Mann. Very strange movie. Uh, don't watch that movie. Jessica, don't watch that movie. <laughs> the movie you should watch is this one. It's the original documentary called Marwin Call. So it's about this guy named Mark Hogenkamp, who lives in upstate New York. And his story is he was beaten nearly to death outside a bar. And he survived, but he has pretty much no memory at all of his entire previous life. And he uh, can't afford therapy. So he starts making this strange kind of art in his backyard. He builds this entire town, uh, a sort of miniature Belgian village during World War II, and he populates it with Ken dolls and Barbie dolls, all dressed in this incredibly detailed period costuming. And after a while, people in the neighborhood get wind of it, and he becomes this kind of neighborhood curiosity. But what's more, he actually starts to become a fairly well-known artist, and he actually has gallery shows, and people start to think of him as kind of a celebrity. They wiped all memory of everything. Well, what's the first thing I gotta work on? That's my imagination. Everybody has a dream. Everybody wishes they had a double that could do the things that they could never do. Uh, Rafer, I have to be honest with you. I'm not really familiar with this movie, but I do remember when some of the stills from this movie were circulating like crazy back in the day right. because 
those images are unforgettable about the, you know, those Ken dolls dressed in period clothes right. and so on. I remember <laughs> right. those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're very vivid. And, and you know, he's also a, a clearly an extremely talented photographer because he takes these uh, photographs in such a way that it's it's really takes you a surprisingly long time to realize, oh, that's not a person. That's a that's a Barbie doll. Yes. Um, so his stuff's really interesting. And the reason I recommend this to you, Jessica, is because Hogan Camp doesn't really want to be an artist. He, he never did and still doesn't. He doesn't care if anyone sees his art. He's just making it because the making of it is what brings him peace and contentment and pleasure. And he might let a neighbor come in and see his backyard, but what he really wants to do is just enjoy the process of making it. And I, I should say here, uh, again, Jessica, as if you see the movie, you'll start to realize that Hogan Camp is a pretty strange dude. He, you know, he's got some strange ideas. He, he clearly is suffering from a kind of brain damage. Um, I'm not saying that you'll relate to him exactly, Jessica, um, <laughs> but, but I think the important thing is, why do you do the things that you do? Is it is it for the process or is it for the result? And is it do you do it for the doing or do you do it for the sharing? And I, I, there's no right or wrong answer there. Uh, any and all of those things may be important to you, and that's fine. But I do think that this movie, Marwin Call, might help you think about all of this stuff about why you do what you do and and what it's worth to you. So that's my prescription to you. Wow, I can hardly wait to watch that. That sounds incredible, Rafer. It's really good. And you, Kristen, what's your prescription? All right. I am prescribing a Netflix original competition show, which I'm sure, Jessica, you've probably heard of, called Nailed It. It's hosted by comedian Nicole Byer and the very famous chocolatier Jacques Torres. Oh, what are they, what are they nailing? <laughs> they are nailing different baking projects, or I should say their three amateur bakers in each episode are. So ah. Nicole Byer and Jacques Torres will present something that looks very challenging and aspirational, like a pinata cake or the bust of Donald Trump or something else made out of cake <laughs> or cookies. And they'll say, all right, you're going to make this. And then they'll give them, you know, an hour to make it. And invariably, what the people make looks absolutely hideous, terrifying, hilarious, terrible. <laughs> this is not the Great British Bake Off, folks. I just want to make clear, nobody's making anything pretty here. Nobody's making anything edible here. It all looks terrible. And I think now is a good time to watch a show like that because, you know, people who are feeling extra pressure to be more productive right now don't need to see shows where people who are fantastic bakers are making, you know, award-winning cakes. I think that now is a good time to watch people who are doing it very badly instead and to laugh and to take joy in just laughing, laughing at other people doing things badly, laughing at the fact that you're not doing anything at all, laughing at just the ridiculousness of what it means to make and what it means to be productive. It doesn't really matter if you're productive now. Let's just laugh about it. Let's see what you did, Tony. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but your princess is terrifying. She's so scary looking, and I don't think anybody's coming to rescue her. Oh, no, and then your dragon got decapitated. Yes. But I love this cake so much. The princess is a little bit scary. The eyes. You know, those big eyes, she just wake up. What voice do you think your princess has? <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> 
I want to see that show. I, I, I have been baking bread for years, and it brings me really almost nothing but sort of anger and bitterness. <laughs> and and re- really, I, I, I guess if I'm really being totally honest about it, what it really brings up in me is just a sort of a, a, a feeling of hatred when I bake. Oh my God, and, I, and my wife has actually asked me to stop baking because it puts me in such a bad mood and it like ruins my day and it ruins her day. And so maybe maybe I should watch Nailed It. It sounds pretty good. Oh, I think you would love it, Rafer. You you would love it and you would never feel that pressure on yourself to bake again. Just laugh instead. Don't bake, just laugh. I'm in. I'm in. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. But before we do, are you in a predicament where you could use some questionable advice and a good movie recommendation? Write to us at RaferandKristen at gmail.com. You do not have to use your real name. Again, that's RaferandKristen at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at RaferGuzman and at Kristen Meinzer. Stay with us. When we're back, we have someone who thinks she might be on the verge of hating her roommates. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey, Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra themed content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Okay, everybody, we're back with our second letter of the week. This one is from Emily. Kristen, do you want to read this one? Yes. Emily says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I have two roommates and we all get along fine, but OMG, I am getting sick of them always being here. I've always worked from home while they've always gone off to their office jobs, but now they're here 
all day and they spread out everywhere and they try to socialize with me when I'm still supposed to be hitting my deadlines. I understand that they're not used to working from home and I also understand that they're anxious right now. We all are, but they're driving me crazy. And at this point, I feel I have no choice but to spend most of my waking hours confined to my tiny bedroom. I miss being able to sometimes work in the living room. I miss my alone time. Please help. Oof. Boy. <laughs> Boy, Emily, I hear you on that one. Uh, my roommates are called wife and children. But uh, listen, it's, 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 sort of, it's sort of the same thing. You know, you're all piled in on top of each other. Your routine is, is, is busted up and, and thrown into uncertainty. And you just don't get to have uh, some of the alone time that you used to. And you all just got to somehow deal with each other. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And Rafer, you are someone who usually works from home and has the house to yourself like Emily, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, you know, and the other thing is um, I, I don't really like working from home all the time. And so I have a, a shared workspace that I rent, but I can't go there either. So it's uh, <sighs> it's tough. Yeah, I have to say it's tough in my house, too. I am somebody who works from home and doesn't always like it. I sometimes get kind of lonely working from home. But then to work from home and, you know, a lot of my job is recording podcasts. Um, and then my husband, who has a beautiful, booming voice, no matter what room he's in, <laughs> he'll be on his Zoom meetings and I'll hear him in the other room saying, and now we're going to circle back to, okay, you know, and I'll, I'll just be trying to record an intro to a podcast. <laughs> but it's a beautiful voice, you say. Oh, he has a beautiful voice. Okay. Dean's voice is beautiful. I love it. But, you know, it's it's a different kind of work routine. And um, Emily, I will say we have done a couple of things, though, to make it a little easier for ourselves that maybe you can try with your roommates. For one, the night before or the morning of a work day, we will check in with each other and see at what times of day do you have to be on a Zoom meeting? At what times of day do I need to be recording and need to be in the room that has no windows because it's quiet? And so that way in advance, we can kind of schedule different rooms in the house, almost like we would as if we were in an office setting and, you know, one team needs the meeting room right now or one team needs the huddle room right now. And so that way, neither of us ever ends up just stuck in one room. So again, maybe you can try that, Emily, and you can also try our movie prescriptions. Rafer, what is yours? Okay. I have a feeling that Christian is going to disagree with me here, but I'm recommending The Beach from the year 2000 based on the Arlie. Okay. Uh <laughs> Alex Garland? Yes, excuse me, Alex Garland, the Alex oh Garland my God. novel. I'm trying not to laugh because it's just like, it's infamous for being one of the worst made movies of all time, right? Didn't they like... No, I totally disagree. Is it? And, and... I mean, the filming of it, wasn't it a fiasco where they had all sorts of like trauma making the movie? They ripped up part of Thailand to yes, make they, this that's, movie yes, that's, so yes, that's right. That's right. That, that's true. Well, I, I got to tell you, I've always loved this movie. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen it, Emily, let me just tell you, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio as a guy named Richard. He's a young American dude backpacking through Southeast Asia. And of course, he hears all the rumors of the ultimate vacation island with the ultimate unspoiled beach. There's always this kind of, uh, you know, Shangri-La that uh, backpackers are always talking about. But then one guy gives him a map, and it turns out that this island is real. And Richard makes his way out there, and when he gets there, it's total paradise, at least for a while. Mm. I swear to God, my whole life flashed before my eyes. Really, I had nothing left to offer except for pure reflex. Pure reflex 
and mankind's basic drive for survival that somehow shouts, No! I will not die today! Rafer. Yes. I absolutely adored this book. I'm not going to lie. I loved that book. Did you read the book also? Oh, yes. Oh, I love the book. The book was delicious, but I have to confess, I have never seen the movie, but the book was fantastic. It was a little bit um, Lord of the Flies almost. Yes, exactly. And that's uh, that's why I'm recommending this to Emily <laughs> uh, with, with a sense of humor here. Uh, and that's what I'm recommending to you. I, what I like about this movie is it's just, you know, it's a great little microcosm of how people interact and deal with each other in pressure cooker situations. And of course, uh, you know, you always want to look at these movies and see who... Who's you? Who are you the most like? Are you Leonardo DiCaprio, who's basically just kind of a nice, friendly, go-along kind of guy? Or are you Tilda Swinton, who has appointed herself leader of the island and is basically willing to kill anybody who lets the secret out? I just think it's fun to ask yourself kind of what makes people tick, how you would react in a stressful situation, who you'd want on your side. It's a fun thriller. I think it provides some escape. And I think when it's all over with, it might make your own apartment look a little better because at least there people are being civil and not trying to track you down and kill you. (laughs) Hopefully not. So that's my prescription to you, Emily. (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting because Reefer, my prescription is also a movie from 2000 that involves a beach. It is? Yes. Okay. My prescription is Castaway. Oh, of course. Starring Tom Hanks. One of my absolute favorites. So Castaway is a movie about somebody who is always on the go. He is a FedEx employee. He moves fast in life and then suddenly, due to strange circumstances, ends up all alone by himself, cast away on an island. And life is at a slower pace. He has no people. He's all alone. And it is obviously the exact opposite of what you're dealing with, Emily. And what is your point? Well, we might just make it. Did that thought ever cross your brain? Well, regardless, I would rather take my chance out there on the ocean than to stay here and die on this shithole island, spending the rest of my life talking to a goddamn volleyball! That's Tom Hanks talking to a beach ball named Wilson. Yes. (laughs) Wilson! (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, he is so alone that his only company is, I, I guess it's a volleyball, actually, not a beach ball that he talks to. And he would probably kill to have your horrible roommates right now. <laughs> and I think about that sometimes. You know, it is it is really tough sometimes to live with other people, but it would be way worse to be alone on this island the way Tom Hanks' character is, being a castaway. And so it's just kind of a way to take your thinking to the extreme in the other direction of, I, I don't know about you, Rafer, but for me, sometimes it helps me to say, well, it could be worse. And maybe that's the Minnesotan in me where <laughs> the way I was always comforted growing up is like, well, it could be worse. Sure, you're in the hospital, but you could be in a grave. That's you know? right. That's right. <laughs> Very Minnesotan comfort. Listen, that's not the worst advice. So watch Castaway and just think about, you know, this character is trapped on this island, not for days, not for weeks, not for months but for years all by himself with Wilson, his ball. And at least you're not this guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a great. That's a great recommendation, Kristen. That is it, and I will say that's one of my favorite movies, and it is a deep movie. I think much deeper than people actually give it credit for. That's a. That's a good one. I concur with your your prescription. Yeah, I, I mean, I think some people maybe overlook it because it's got you know a little bit of the cheesy Zemeckis qualities to it. Indeed. Um, yeah, Robert Zemeckis is um, the director of this movie, and sometimes his stuff is a little bit cheesy, but it does touch on some deep things, and it might make you think a little bit. It might also just give you an escape where you can look at him as where you want to be. Maybe maybe that's the reason you should watch this movie, like, ah, oh, I wish I was this guy. I wish I was alone <laughs> on an island. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week's episode of Movie Therapy. Huge thanks to everybody who wrote in this week. Once again, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you need some questionable advice and solid movie recommendations, we are at raferandkristen at gmail.com. Again, that's raferandkristen at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our website, which is raferandkristen.com, or tweet us at Rafer Guzman and at Kristen Meinzer. And please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tell your friends about our show. It really does help a lot. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Rafer Guzman. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.